Hello, and God bless you. This is Pastor Jeremy, and what a delight uh, to be with you on this Monday, December 28th of 2020. We are so excited uh, along here with the panel, with Brother Marty and Brother Fernando, to come together again, uh, praying that you had a, a wonderful Christmas with your family, praying that you were able to be and spend time with those you love. Uh, and so we welcome you. We want to welcome all our listeners, wherever you're tuning in from. It's always a pleasure and an honor to have you join us as we fellowship in the Word, as we glean and study from the Word of God today. And uh, we're literally at the footsteps of uh, 2021. And so many things, if, if you make a review, especially those that have been with us almost from the beginning, uh, we know that God has been speaking concerning the things that we are seeing uh, prophetically in in this hour. So we are excited to come to you again uh, in this hour and be able to, to study the Word of God. But today, before we start, we just want to um, uh, we just want to uh, ask you to pray and join us today to pray for our, our dear brother Ro Shekhon, uh our dear uh, servant of God, uh, brother Marty's father-in-law. He's been such a blessing uh, for millions of people. I kid you not. God has used him in, uh, to to play that saxophone, and he's t- touched many lives on numerous times and. Uh, Right now, he finds himself um, uh, weak, uh, in, 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 and we're praying for God to strengthen him. He finds himself in the hospital. So I want just to uh, uh, bring this be- before you, the saints of God, to help us pray and join the Martinez, the Chacones, to pray that God would, would touch Brother Roy Chacon today and strengthen his body. And uh, we want you to take this with you and, and because we really value your prayers. And we believe in the power of when the saints of God pray, something takes place. So in your prayers, in your thoughts today, please pray for Brother Roy, uh, Sister Beulah, the Chacon family, that God will bring restoration and healing to their bodies. So with that, uh, I'm going to leave it to Brother Marty uh, as we're going to get into the Word of God today. We are excited about what God has for us today. Brother Marty, so you can share what God has placed in your heart as we study the Word of God together. Amen. We're coming to you uh, again today as we're approaching the closing of of 2020, and we're looking forward to uh, getting into what we believe the Lord has uh, begun to reveal to us. But before we get into that, I just want to say again, like Brother Jeremy said, <clears throat> you know, what, what's happening with my father-in-law, he, uh, he is someone that's traveled the whole world, and he's been on television uh, in ministry and indeed has touched millions of people with his testimonies of, of how the Lord saved his soul. And, and uh, he's, he's played that saxophone of his all over the world. And, and uh, he finds himself in the hospital this morning. Uh, both him and my mother-in-law were diagnosed with, uh, with the coronavirus. And uh, for those of you who don't think this is a real deal, uh, it's 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 real and uh they de- they declined very rapidly and uh, my father-in-law was on uh you know on on death's door yesterday we had a call from the from the hospital um informing us of that um but <clears throat> he's he's made a a an incremental recovery at this point he is still on the breathing machine 
and uh, he's a fighter. And so is my precious mother-in-law. And, and so we do really covet your prayers for them. And, and Brother Jeremy, would you just say a quick prayer for them? And not only for them, but for all the listeners and, and their loved ones who are struggling uh, with, with their health needs or whatever else. If you, if you wouldn't mind just saying a quick prayer over all these, these precious people that tune in and have joined us throughout 2020 and their families, we've we 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 want to pray for you before we begin. So, Brother Jeremy, could you do that for us real quick? Yes, yes, we can. Father, we come to you in the name of your Son Jesus Christ, Lord, thanking you, Lord, for allowing us to come together, Lord, with the people of God, Lord, as we do on these podcasts to study your Word, God. But today, Lord, we want to lift up today and and come to you before. Uh, before you and, and all of our brothers and sisters, on behalf of Brother Roy Chacon and Sister Beulah, the Chacon family, Father, from the time that we've known them, they are your servants, and you have used this family, God, hallelujah, in a mighty way to touch this world, God. Father, you gave Brother Chacon a, a gift with the, with the saxophone that has touched many, not just through his playing, but through the testimony, God. And, Father, right now, our brother and our sister need you right now, God. They need a touch from you, God. And we go to you as the healer, God. We go to you, God, because we know that you are able, God, to strengthen him, Lord, in that hospital, to move, even to move upon the doctors. Above all, for you to touch him, Lord, and begin a restoration for the glory of God. You have the power to do it, God. And we join the many saints that are praying today for our brothers and sisters. We also want to stand on behalf, and we stand in the gap today for many of our listeners who find themselves, Lord, perhaps fighting with this COVID in one shape or form or have loved ones or are affected, Lord, by whatever thing the enemy is coming against the people of God. Father, today we lift up your people before you, God. And, Father, trusting that you are the only one who can place your healing hand to move and heal and bring restoration and bring strength, Lord. Father, whatever the need is today, Lord, in whatever condition your people have come today, Father, you know all things, Lord. And, Father, and we believe that all that we are going through in one shape or form, God, it is a trial of our faith. But I pray, God, that, our, that their faith will not fail them. And as you prayed for Peter, God, as you prayed, Lord, over, over, Lord, for him, we pray for your people, God, that in this hour that we will hold on to our faith, Lord. Father, I pray, God, as we get ready, Lord, today, to as we get closer, inches away from 2021, that you will continue to prepare the people, to continue to prepare the mindset of the people to as we go forward today, Lord. Father, knowing what you are saying in your word. Father, every single petition today, we lift it before you, God, and we place it in your hands and do according to your will. We ask you this in the precious name of your son, Jesus Christ. Amen and amen. Amen. Well, praise the Lord. We're going to begin today uh, returning to Daniel chapter 7 as we close out 2021. We've had quite an eventful last two weeks of the year. Uh, On Friday, we will be uh, taking off Friday, which is New Year's Day. 
but we will probably replay one of the programs from the year. We hope you've enjoyed those of you who did tune in and and uh, and, and listen to the year in review selected broadcasts we played from Wednesday through Friday. And I think what you saw there is we really went back on two of those programs to the very beginning, the, the first couple programs that we did. It was quite astounding to see where the Lord had us and what he was telling us and how much uh, his word holds true throughout the year. And so we've come to this time now, and, and as we get into it today, we're going we're gonna to discuss at a much deeper level some things that we believe the Lord is revealing. You're going to hear things that will probably challenge you, and I know they will. And I know that what you're going to hear is going to be a a a, <laughs> a very different way uh, of how you, if you have heard these prophetic scriptures uh, applied. And one of the reasons is, is because we must remember that what we have had before us, the well-intentioned men that went before us, the, the commentators that commented on certain scriptures, uh, particularly in this in this seventh chapter, they you know, gave forth their theological opinions based upon what it is that they understood to that point. But what we know specifically from the scripture that, that describes what it is that we're talking about is that, is that there is a, a sealing of these prophecies that was predicted by the angel Gabriel or prophesied to the prophet Daniel by Gabriel, the, the angel of God where he told him that the book with itself, these particular scriptures that we're about to discuss today, would be sealed up until a specific time. It would be a time of great technological advance and, 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 and a time of great uh, advancements in the modes of transportation and in the speed by which humanity would find itself moving. He called that the end time. It's a different time than the last days. The last days began with the birth of the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, that is what the book of Hebrews says, that in many days uh, before the Lord spoke by his prophets, so forth and so on. He said, but in, his, in these last days, he spoke to us by his only son, that is the Lord Jesus Christ. So the last days, in effect, began with the birth of the Lord. And subsequently, the, the following two millennia, the last 2,000 years, have been the birth of the Gentile church. And uh, primarily, I mean, of course, it started with the Jewish nation and then it evolved into the Gentiles as the Apostle Paul received the New Testament and the gospel was taken throughout the centuries, all throughout the world, culminating uh, really with, with where we are today. And so <clears throat> we've, we've come to the end time and we believe that unequivocally so. 2020 was all about a great reset, a great changing of the guard, if you will. There are, there are things going on even now as we record this. And so the things that we're about to discuss are in line with that, with that understanding. So the understanding that the fathers had before was just that. It was, an, it was a limited understanding, and there were many things that they could not envision. And so when they wrote and they commented on things, it was with the light that they had. But we've come into a time now where the scriptures themselves indeed, like uh, the, the, the angel Gabriel told Daniel, they are being opened and, and, and our ability to discuss them freely and to look at them with a, a particularly different kind of lens that's been given to us in these end times is how we are applying our understanding. And so some of what you're going to hear might challenge your established theological point of view, and you're well entitled to that. But we ask that the Spirit of God would move upon our hearts and allow us all 
to take a look at what it is uh, that, that God is quite possibly revealing to us, and I believe that he is, uh, in this unique vision of Daniel 7. So we're going to get into it deeper today. Um, I'll give you a little disclaimer. You know, my brothers can join in and agree with me or not. It's up to them. But I'll take full responsibility for what I'm recording today. These are things the Lord has shown me in prayer, and I know my uh, we've discussed them amongst each other briefly uh, and, and at various times throughout the year. And so whatever you guys would like to contribute, I would appreciate that and your thoughts. But I think we're going to see some things today that are quite extraordinary, and they will bring us right up to speed as to where we are as we head forward into 2021, what to expect and what we might see or what we've been witnessing in 2020 that should bring some clarity and understanding to the discerning. We pray humbly these things in Jesus' name. And so, Brother Jeremy, would you please read what we'll cover today in uh, Daniel chapter 7. If you have your Bibles, we encourage you to open them as we record on this 28th day of December 2020, Daniel 7, verse 1 through 6, and we'll discuss it. In the first year of Belshazzar, king of Babylon, Daniel had a dream and visions of his head upon his bed. Then he wrote the dream and told the sum of the matters. Daniel spake and said, I saw in my vision by night, and behold, the four winds of the heaven strove upon the great sea. And four great beasts came up from the sea, diverse one from another. The first was like a lion and had eagle's wings. I beheld till the wings thereof were plucked, and it was lifted up from the earth and made stand upon the feet as a man, and a man's heart was given to it. And behold, another beast, a second, like to a bear, and it raised up itself on one side, and it had three ribs, in the mouth of it, between the teeth of it. And they said thus unto it, Arise, devour much flesh. After this, I beheld, and lo, another, like a leopard, which had upon the back of it four wings of a fowl. The beast had also four heads, and dominion was given to it. And dominion was given to it. Amen. So we're going to be looking at this today, and we want to get into it right away. What we want to set the tone for is, is Daniel 7 is speaking specifically about global empires. He's speaking more uh, than about global empires. He's speaking about the four uh, principalities and powers, the rulers of the darkness of this world, uh, that begin to move in the last days and begin to move specifically at a time period that Daniel gives. He says in verse 1 that the vision occurred, the dreams occurred in the very first year. As we've discussed this in the past, this is a trigger point. Daniel's alerting us to you by the Holy Spirit speaking through him as he's recording these things. It's the first year of Belshazzar the king. So this becomes a flashpoint for Daniel. This is how the vision and all that he's about to reveal to us uh, begins. And, and, and it's important to take note of it because what we're about to see is the transition uh, 
from one kingdom to to uh, to two other kingdoms that will arise up out of it and really are existing simultaneously. It is the fall of the Babylonian Empire. And as we have discussed in the past, what Daniel is seeing is a spiritual uh, Babylon in the end of time. Now, we know that he's not only just seeing the historical unfolding in the vision of what was going to actually transpire in the ensuing centuries, whether it's the Medes and Persians who would take over or Alexander the Great, uh, the empire of his kingdom breaking up into four different kingdoms with the four different generals, so forth and so on, and then the ultimate rise of uh, the Roman Empire. But you see, those details and what makes chapter 7 unique is the details of the history I just gave you are repeated in, in Daniel chapter 8 in the third year of Belshazzar. And so what's interesting about that, and you can study that on your own, is that the same, uh, you know, for many years, scholars have said that that uh, Daniel 7 is basically the same, uh, you know, unfolding of history as Daniel 8. But that's not the case. And there's reasons for that in the spirit. One is the historical narrative, but the other, which we're looking at today, is a spiritual vision that was given to Daniel specifically of the end of time. He said so when he uh, he was told this by the angel in Daniel chapter 8 when he said uh, that he came to him and he said uh, in, in chapter 8 verse uh, 17, understand, O son of man, for at the time of the end shall be the vision. He specifies the vision. Now listen, he, he's referring to primarily, I believe, the vision that he had in Daniel chapter 7, but that's that's for deeper, you know, take the time kind of studies. But but you can look into it yourself, read throughout 7, 8, 9, and, and then you go into 10 through the balance of the book, and it's dealing with the end of time. But it seems to go back and forth in description and symbolism between the actual history that would play out, but also the spirit of what that history would mean. In other words, the principle of God's word, which declares to us the end from the beginning, is a principle of interpretation that Isaiah gave us in Isaiah 46.10, right? He said, look, uh, I declare the end from the beginning and from ancient times the things that are yet to be. So when you read ancient historical narratives within the scripture, what you're actually reading is that which is going to or was intended to be a foreshadow of what would ultimately play out in the end of time, whose times we believe we've reached at this point. And so when, when Daniel has this vision in chapter 7, what he's actually uh, beginning to alert us to is that something, and we're talking spiritually speaking now, it is the spirit of the Babylonian Empire that is about to diminish. And, and, <laughs> and he has this vision in the very first year of that, of that point where from that point on of this vision that he's having, there was really only four years left to the Babylonian Empire. It was meant to be a trigger. It was meant to be a flashpoint that alerts us to the fact that the clock is ticking. Now, I want to show you something here, because what he says here in verse 1, could you read verse 1 again, Brother, Brother Jeremy, verse 1 to us? Yes. In the first year of Belshazzar, king of Babylon, Daniel had a dream and visions of his head upon his bed. Then he wrote the dream and told the sum of the matters. 
this very interesting language that, that the Holy Spirit is having Daniel use here. First of all, he has this dream in the first year. This is a flashpoint, a trigger point. And I'm just going to tell you as we get into this study, what we believe Daniel is actually seeing is the end of time and the nation that he's actually being allowed to see is the United States of America. Now, I'm telling you this right out front so that hopefully it'll pique your interest or, or have some of you go, what, or whatever, but pay attention because we ain't got time to be messing around anymore, man. You're either going to get it or you ain't. It's for the wise to understand what we're saying here. The spirit of Babylon is revealed in Revelation chapter 18. It is a nation that sits upon many waters. It's made up of many tribes, tongues, nations, languages. There's only one nation that that spirit uh, could possibly be describing, and that is the United States of America. It is the nation that is bordered by two of the largest bodies of waters on the planet, and it is the unique nation amongst the world because it's not made up of any particular ethnic group that you can identify it with, like Italians live in Italy, Chinese live in China, so forth and so on, right? Brazilians live in Brazil. No, no, the United States is made up of every tribe, every tongue, every nation, every language. It is unique amongst the nations of the world. Revelation 18 seems to indicate that the spirit of Babylon comes to rest on this nation made up of all those peoples, and it becomes the, the seducer of the planet. So when you're looking at it from the perspective of that spiritual understanding, this spirit of Babylon where Daniel finds himself and how the vision is given is an indication that goes all the way to the end of time. How do you know that? Because when you get in the rest of the chapter, you realize in verse 9 of chapter 7, for example, Daniel sees the Ancient of Days sitting upon his throne. In verse 14, he sees the Son of Man coming and dominion and the kingdom being given to him. That's describing the end of time. So, you know, that that's why we have this premise being laid out here. So with that kind of an understanding, we think what we're seeing here and what was being revealed for the wise and the discerning is what Daniel was actually being seen is the transition of power, the diminishing of the spirit of Babylon giving way to something else. It's preparatory for something that's coming. But I want to take you here and understand that when this flashpoint begins, when this trigger point begins, the reason Daniel identifies it in the first year is because there's only four years remaining until that transition takes its full and complete manifestation. In other words, the kingdom itself will be diminished and a new super state is about to rise. It is not without irony that we are coming to the, the end of a four-year term of a particular leader. And at the end of this four-year term, what we are witnessing is, is the diminishing of, of a constitutional republic and indeed a, a great struggle over it to, to, to swallow it up to the, uh, to the pervading will of the, of the global elite who are infused with the power of the dragon and the beast system itself is taking shape. All of this is found here in this spiritual vision that Daniel's given. Now, I want to show you something here because it's a twofold thing that he sees. Notice how he identified it. Brother Jeremy just read it. He had a dream, and he had visions. And, and, and those two things are separate and distinct. What he says about the dream in verse 1 is he writes the dream. Why is this important? Because until it was written, it was simply given to Daniel. But, but once it became written, it became part of Scripture. It became part of the holy revealed word of God as we have it today. We're discussing it because Daniel wrote it down. So what he wrote down, it says, it then goes on to say he had visions uh, of his head. 
what that means to us and what we need to understand by that when you get into the original language here, what that word visions actually means as you dig into all the roots and so forth and so on, which we ain't got time to get into today, other than to give you the meaning, you can do that on your own study. It means that once he had the dream, the actual term visions of my head indicates uh, that he took the time to intellectually process what it was that he saw. That's why he wrote it down. He writes the dream down. He begins to reflect on it. He begins to be guided by the Holy Spirit as to understand what it was that he saw. And so visions of his head literally means he intellectually began to meditate in the spirit as to what it was that he saw. And, and there's a couple other things here I want to point out to you, because Daniel, in essence, is a foreshadow of the end time church. It is a church that finds itself at the end that will see the same circumstances being played out in its full manifestation in its time. I believe we are that. But we can learn some things about this. Listen, it says that he had these dreams and visions. It says, uh, let me read this. Uh, in the first year of Belshazzar, king of Babylon, Daniel had a dream and visions of his head. And it says this, upon his bed. Very interesting. Why would the Holy Spirit point that out? Well, <laughs> what it literally means to me is that we're, we're, where we find Daniel, when this revelation of the end time comes to him, is upon his bed. It indicates a position of, of rest. He's in a position of rest, much like the end time church found itself as we came in, for example, into the year 2000. Things were going along as they were, and then 9-11 happened. The whole world changed. We're not going to dig into 9-11, but the whole world changed. Uh, but what's interesting here is that is that when he has this dream, he's upon his bed. It represents the true end-time church that suddenly awakens from its place of rest, triggered by an event, and they begin to suddenly uh, sense that something is happening. That's why he identifies it as the first year of Belshazzar. And what I'm telling you is that Belshazzar is a foreshadow of quite possibly what is the Trump administration or Trump himself. And we'll get into that a little bit further. Now let's <laughs> so if you want to be honest about it, two camps really emerged when Trump was elected. Trump's election in the United States church, there were two camps that emerged. One camp in the evangelical Pentecostal denominational world became unbelievably political and, ident and identified itself with, with the whole Trump thing, the whole Trump administration, the whole Trump movement. They actually wrapped their Christianity in the American flag. But then there were others, and my brother Fernando and I can testify to this because I actually talked to him the day after the election, I think it was, uh, when he got elected back in 2017, there was another camp uh, who began to sense that something prophetic had happened. While they were dancing in the streets or in the aisles of the Pentecostal charismatic elite establishment and denominational churches because Hillary Rodham Clinton had been defeated and we now had Trump in the White House, there was yet another group who sensed something different had happened that maybe it really wasn't happy days or here again. Maybe something prophetic was actually beginning, and we sensed it in our spirit. 
and and we had these conversations the very day afterwards, and and so did many others, uh, who were basically ostracized, ridiculed, put down by their fellow believers as the subsequent years of this administration went on. There was a there was a a whole host of false prophets and crazy expansion of the mega churches. All this stuff happened in the ensuing three three and a half years of this administration until we came to the point we're at now. But my point is two camps emerged. Both found themselves upon their bed, so to speak, in a position of comfort. But one group, represented by Daniel, was woken up and sensed, uh, intrinsically so by the Spirit of God, that the, that a transition had begun. Something different was ahead. And that's why when you read in verse 1 where Daniel says, the visions of my head, he said, I saw it, I wrote it down, and I began to process intellectually by the Spirit of God what it is that I actually saw. That's what's been happening over the last four years. Brother, Brother Fernando, you anything to share there, what we were just sharing about uh, the triggering event of the election of 2017? I, I agree. I agree 100%, brother. It's, it's uh, And we'll get into it. I don't want to get ahead of it. We're headed somewhere. But keep in mind the triggering point, uh, a triggering point for an election that ultimately uh, brings a succession of of, uh, spiritual authority in the spirit realm, right, as we go along and and talk about these things. So absolutely, uh, 2017 is is a huge triggering point um, in in prophecy, uh, the election itself. Um, if we have eyes to see, but I, I know we'll go along as, as you know as, as we're going along, and, and we'll get deeper into that as to why the focus is on this election, uh, and why is it a huge, huge trigger point as it regards prophetic events. And, and if, you, if you've been fo- if you've been following along for the last uh, you know almost ten months, you know exactly where we're going and what we're talking about. We've been in Daniel and studying the four beasts, right? And yes. and, and 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 of course so we've been talking about the lion with the eagle's wings, um, and who yes. that is, trying to identify that is. And and if we are spot on and correct in these things, then this election, that that just uh twenty seventeen election leading up to this election, it's a huge trigger point. Yes, a flashpoint, right? A huge trigger point. That's why I think it's unique yeah. that we find Dan- I think that's why the Holy Spirit said it, right? He said he 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 said I was upon my bed. You know, that that that's an indication of a position of relaxed, not intense, right? Just kind of resting. But once the clock begins to tick in the first year, he wakens and begins to sense and have revealed to him, "Whoa, wait a minute." A transition is about to take place, and the implications of it reach all the way to the end of time. This is what we're seeing. This is what he's seeing. And so what we're saying is, is that it 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 morphed into two separate camps. There was the the jubilant, compromised political Christianity of the West in America that was jumping up and down, but then there was another group. They are like the Daniels. You know that you know that you know that it ain't all as it seems to be. 
that something different had happened. You may not have been able to put your finger on it back in 2017 when the election actually happened, but you knew maybe this ain't what it looks like. And the subsequent years have seemed to play out eerily so what Daniel sees in his vision here. So there's a couple of things here as well in verse 1. He not only wrote it, so it was part of the scripture. In our case, it is instructional to us. It means that where we have our answers is in what Daniel wrote. In other words, we must go to the scripture because he wrote it. But also what it reveals in verse 1 is it says that he told the sum of the matters. What this means is that it is from what is written in that time, that in-time Daniel-like church, finding itself triggered by the Holy Spirit, will now be given the revelation to be able to tell what it is right. that is actually right. happening. Go ahead, brother. Well, that, no, that's, that's huge. That's huge in understanding the book of Daniel um, and, and how the Lord reserved this information for an end-time generation. And and when the church, us, to whom the ends of the world are come to, begins to read the book of Daniel, we should have been in preparation as we read those words to whom the information is reserved to, of understanding to be able to unlock the, the, the secrets and, 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 and the revelation in the book of Daniel, right? I mean, yeah. you, know, you, you can tell me you studied the book of Daniel for years. I've studied it for years. Yeah. For years, brother, you know, uh, some some fifteen years plus. I mean, since yeah. I was a little kid, I was I was intrigued by the book uh, by the book of Daniel, the book of Revelation, and not fully understanding, uh, you know, what it really was all about until really, brother, the last and we've spoken about these things the last two to three, even four years, five years, you know, it's yeah. really this last year, as things were unfolding, yeah, especially. Mm-hmm. As, as things were unfolding, and, and it's like we, we came across these truths, and we're like, my God, like we're understanding these things. Could it be? Yeah. Could it be? Could it be that this is it? <laughs> you yeah. know, by yeah. the grace of God, of course, by the grace of God. Only by the grace of God. Only by the grace of God. And that's the powerful thing there is that he says he has the ability to tell the sum of it which will make it unique. I mean, it, it doesn't do any violence to the scripture because that's exactly what the angel Gabriel told him in, in chapter 12, that, the, that it would be unlocked and the understanding of it would be given to what he calls the wise and that they would understand. And, and that is who we're talking to. I know you're out there and I know it bears witness with your heart. As we get into this in the next few moments, it'll astound you and you can accept it, reject it. It, it makes no difference to me. We're just telling you what we believe the Lord said. Prove us wrong. And time is going to tell. Yeah, I believe that the Lord has moved upon our hearts to say, look, put yourself out there. Record it. Because I've been holding back on everything we're about to share, but but we're not going to hold back anymore. We're heading in 2021. And, and it'll become a comfort to those of you who look back on these broadcasts and go, my God, it's right there. It's right in the Word of God. So he has the ability. What What we're saying then is that those of you who are paying attention, those of you who are seeking God, He's going to give you the ability by the Holy Spirit to give the fullness of the meaning of the things that you're showing your loved ones, your relatives, your neighbors, whatever avenue he gives you to explain these things. People are seeking answers. 
and the tried and true stuffy, so to speak, tried and true. They're really not tried and true. It was the light, the little light that they had that, that emerged into these theological circles that really now that we've come to the time of it have served to, to do anything but enlighten. It's quite the opposite. It served to confuse because their, their pet doctrines and their, uh, you know, the things that they said it meant are suddenly falling by the wayside and, and it's causing the faith of many people to be shaken. But I believe that God is raising up a Daniel-like remnant because it was foretold. The wise, they're called. We're not calling ourselves wise. We're just pointing it out what the scripture says. That's for the Lord to determine. But they will have the ability to tell the sum of the matters. Now, Brother Jeremy, as we go on into verse 2, could you read that to us real quickly? Daniel spake and said, I saw in my vision by night, and behold, the four winds of the heaven strove upon the great sea. So the trigger point was the first year of the of the new administration. In their case, it was Belshazzar. In our case, it's where the spirit of Babylon has come to rest, the United States of America. Now, what we're seeing here is that Daniel begins to say the first thing that he intellectually understood about the final end times that's what vision by night means. And understand, he continues to use that phrase, by night, by night, as we go into this, by night. That's the way that the Spirit of God explains to us and describes to us the foreboding nature of the time. It's not by day, it's by night. And so, as Jesus said, uh, the night cometh when no man can work. That's what is the, the tone is being set here, the diminishing of the light into a nighttime season that the Bible has predicted would come. We've been well into it for quite some time now. It accelerated at the beginning of 2020. It is, it's barreling down the road now as we close out 2020 and head in to 2021. And so he says, the, my intellectual and meditative processes were occurring in the night. This is very interesting because it reveals to us the privileged information and the revelation that is given by the Holy Spirit is there. It's available to his children in the night. We have to pursue it. But that's for another day. I'm just throwing that out there. But listen what he says. He begins to reveal uh, that he sees four winds of heaven striving upon the great sea. And as we've talked about, um, the four winds, they, they really represent principalities and powers. You can find them in the book of Revelation, chapter 7, chapter 14 as well, I believe it is, where the four winds are commanded by God to hold back their judgment until the servants of God can be sealed. So what Daniel begins to reveal is that as soon as Belshazzar takes power, something shifts in the planet. There's now a great uh, contest, an agitation on the great sea, he says. The sea is a symbolic term used in the Bible to represent all the world, all the peoples on the planet. And Daniel says, when, when the transition of power took place in the very first year, a flashpoint, a trigger in the prophetic scheme of things occurred. And suddenly he saw the whole planet, the great sea, being fought over by four distinct powers. This brings us verse 3. Can you read verse 3, Brother Jeremy? And four great beasts came up from the sea, diverse one from another. Now there's something very powerful to understand by this. 
he talks about them coming up from the sea. So what we're actually witnessing here is that all four come up out of the sea. This is what makes it unique from Daniel chapter 8, the actual ancient history that played out. In Daniel chapter 7, the vision is different. Because in Daniel chapter 8, you have a systematic revelation of the unfolding of the history that would come in his time. The Medo-Persian Empire that gives way to Alexander the Great's Greek Empire, that then gives way to the Roman Empire, so forth and so on. But in Daniel 7, unlike the Daniel 8 vision, where they come up one after another distinct measures of time, here, when he sees the trigger point and the beginning of the first year of Belshazzar, he's suddenly taken to, to be alerted to the fact that something new is taking place. While the four winds are striving over the great sea, they come up at the same time. That's what Daniel reveals here. They come up from the sea, and then he uses the term, they're different one from another, in characteristic, in character, in quality of expression, is what he's trying to reveal. So what this indicates is very interesting, and if we don't pay attention, we can easily miss it. Because the sea itself is what is what is being our attention is being drawn to. And we know that the sea represents the people. So what is interesting is how it's described, the four great beasts. They came up from the sea, diverse from one another. Now, this is a key to us because the sea, as we say, represents the peoples of the whole planet. But these systems that are emerging up out of it are diverse or different. In order for them to, to give expression, they flow out of the people. It's a collective desire in the four compass points of the globe simultaneously coming up. So what it represents is that not only are the beasts different, what is, what is being revealed here is that the population of the planet is different. And why I say that is because the expression is different. Whenever a global, right? <laughs> Tell me what you yeah. think about that. Yeah, it's, it's a collective um, cry or desire of the people, right? It's yes. it, they're, it's, all, it's almost like they're one, right, in, in, in what they desire. So it, it, you don't see a scattered world anymore. You know, you see, you see one C. Yeah. You know? But okay, so let's let's just camp there for a minute because what we're told is that the sea is diverse, uh, one from another. The beasts that come up out of the sea. So it it almost seems to indicate that there are different particular geographic locations in the four cardinal points of the compass of the planet. Wherever the population is, whether it's the Middle East and Africa, whether it's the ancient state of China uh, and up in that area over there in, in Russia, China, India, whether it's down in South America, right, you know, with, the, with all the nations there or over into Western Europe and across into Northern America, wherever, it, it's as if it has that sense that depending on the geographic location on the planet, there is a collective desire emerging, but it's almost as if the beasts that are coming up at the same time are being given expression in, in, 
in, in the beasts that are about to be revealed are being given expression that is akin to their desire in the particular geographic location that that beast rises up out of. <laughs> so is, rewind that one. This is, this is where you have the formation of the, the compilation or the, um, the, the beast of Revelation 13, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah, because it has the same components when it emerges right. in Revelation 13, right? And and we'll right. see that as we go forward. And I'm trying to say this the right way, but the sea is different. What that's revealing is that in the end time, the people will be different than the people of Daniel's day or throughout ancient history. Because, you know, the Gentile powers and the Gentile global empires of the ancient world all emerged geographically out of different generational expressions. In other words, in the Babylonian times, you had the Babylonian territories desiring and expressing the Babylonian Empire. In the Medo-Persian Empire, where they were located geographically, ultimately taking over Babylon, they expressed a, a, uh, a law driven governmental structure. That's what they were known for, the law of the Medes and the Persians, yeah. whereas Babylon was kind of like an expression of a of a one-world religious spirituality, <laughs> right? <laughs> it's kind of it's kind of how we say, you know, in our culture, everybody had their own onda or their own agenda. That's, yeah, exactly. Right? You know, that, that they're trying to accomplish, but never a collective one where they can all agree with other nations and other geographical places Everybody has their own ideology, right? And yeah, and that's that's quick. And again, you go to China, they have their own ideology. You go to the yes. Middle East, they have their religion. You go to Russia, they have their communist agenda. You know, but all that little by little, you know, you're starting to see powerful men sit at the same table to make deals now. Yes, you know that that usually wouldn't get along in times past, right? Precisely. Precisely. Yeah. And I think that's what Daniel was seeing, was that rather than having a singular global state that would emerge individually, one after the other, we're seeing a collective expression from the different geographical territories of the planet emerging at the same time. Each one yielded one to another to accomplish particular positions that will ultimately create a framework, as we see, that will give rise to the fourth beast, which has as as at, at its head the Antichrist himself, which is where I believe we're headed. <laughs> so really, it's a new expression that Daniel's seeing. It's a new form of global domination. And the mode by which it's going to come to pass is revealed beginning in verse 4. Could you read verse 4 to his brother Jeremy? The first was like a lion and had eagle's wings. I beheld till the wings thereof were plucked. And it was lifted up from the earth and made stand upon the feet as a man. And a man's heart was given to it. Amen. So here we begin to see what Daniel is, show, is being shown. He sees his attention is drawn to a, a lion with eagle's wings. And we've discussed this before, that what we believe that, that is revealed there is, is that there would be a nation 
upon which the spirit of Babylon would come to rest that would be made up of both the lion and the eagle's wings. And when you study your history, you realize that the United States of America didn't begin with the symbol of the eagle. It actually was the was the expansionist territory of the lion, that is Great Britain, whose symbol and most ancient symbol is that of the lion. It, it flew the banner of the lion. King George was was the head of it, and and and, and America was actually a colony of of Great Britain. So it starts as a lion, but during the Revolutionary War, when the rule and the authoritarian uh, dictatorship of King George was overthrown, it suddenly became its own unique nation, nation state. And it became the United States of America. And its its symbol was the symbol of the eagle, which it is still to this day. And And so America is made up of both the lion and the eagle. Now, there's something really interesting because when we view the beasts themselves as being expressions from the sea, then what we are learning by Daniel, by the Holy Spirit, we pray, humbly we say so, is then that the plucking of the eagle's wings very well could be revealing that the great sea, the population of the world, has now come overwhelmingly to the point where it no longer desires the the eagle's wings. It no longer wants that American free society that has driven the last 70 years, really, of the 20th century into the 21st century as the beacon of hope for the oppressed peoples of the world. Because what we see happening is that the, the wings are plucked from it. And in many senses, this is what we've seen take place in 2020. This summer in 2020, all over the world, a new and a young generation seeking to overthrow the American state and, 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 and the old world order began to protest in the streets, tearing down the history of the country, burning its churches, and calling upon uh, the world to become one and, and have a great global reset. It's actually the end time rising of a diverse global power void of the eagle's wings. Mm. So what do you say? <laughs> what do you say? That this is what 2020 has all been about. See, Daniel was triggered in this, in this uh, understanding on the very first year of a transition of administrations in Babylon. It triggered him that only four years were left. And when he comes to the end of, of the four years of his vision, what he actually sees is the wings of the eagle are plucked. I think what he was being shown there is the diminishing of the American superstate. So that the only thing is left yeah. is a lion and a man. Go ahead, brother. No, uh, it's exactly what you said. There's really nothing to add there. My, I guess my, as a minister of the gospel, uh, my only concern over God's people um, is, you know, the, what, how they've been taught throughout the years, you know, um, where they're not able to see scripture uh, as the Lord is revealing it to us and, and really is wanting to reveal it to his people. 
right? You, we, you yeah. have to. You have to understand the writings of the prophets. I mean, we. I don't know how else to put it, but you have to get into them. You have to study them. Do away with these false preachers who just tickle your ear. Do away with these soft kind of preaching. You, we need to begin to be students of the Word of God and begin to understand exactly what the Word of God is telling us. Because if this year came and went and, and, and you have no clue what's going on, the Lord have mercy. You know, because <laughs> listen to the statement that you said, brother. You know, what was Daniel? This is incredible. I mean, I, I get chills in my body just thinking about it. Was Daniel in his prayer closet being shown visions of the demise of the greatest superpower the world has ever known, America. And was he prophesying and writing in, in, you know, writing to us thousands of years ago what is taking place in 2020? That's an incredible thought. Amen. And I, that's, I agree. I think that's exactly what he was doing. See, for many years, they've all asked the question, is the United States in Scripture? And how many people have I heard say, nah, it's not there. It's, you know, God's concern is just exclusively with Israel. Exactly. Well, right? But again, that, as we started this program today, as we got into the Word, we prefaced it by saying, listen, much of the light that they had came from the early 20th century. It then formed itself into a theological prophetic understanding or a pseudo-prophetic understanding. They put things in a box. They created charts. They, they preached these uh, doctrines of men and established them as part of the canon, if you will, of, a, of the understanding of Scripture so that when we come to the point of it, the church can't even comprehend or see it. But the wise can't. Those that are allowed to see it. But they are the ones, like you said, who will imitate the practices of Daniel in his prayer closet, in his deep meditative processes, allowing the Spirit of God to compare Scripture with Scripture. It, was, it specifically tells us that what we're discussing right now would not be understood until the end time. And so we're giving you a perspective. You can take it or leave it, but I tell you what, we're only weeks away from what we're talking about. It's already well underway, and you will see if we're right. And I'm not saying we are, but I have a feeling deep in my heart, based on 33 years of study, we're right here, and this is what's being said. And what we said is that what with the eagle's wings being plucked, what we could very well be seeing is that the great sea that once looked to the greatest power on the face of the earth as a beacon of light of freedom for all men is overwhelmingly reached the point now in the last several decades to where we are today, where it no longer cares to have the United States as the supreme eagle leading the world. They don't want that kind of freedom anymore. They want something else. And it's emerging from a new generation a new global reset has taken place 
And if you can see it and receive it, this country has already been overthrown. See, what what happened in Belshazzar's time on the final night of the history of, of, of the empire as they had known it was that the city itself, the capital city, had already been infiltrated and had in strategic places of the bureaucracy of Babylon, there were people placed there from the next global empire that was about to rise, the Medes and the Persians, that were enacted on that final night when the handwriting on the wall appeared in Daniel chapter 5 and where the declaration came down saying, you have been weighed in the balances. You have been found wanting. And it's over for you, right? Your kingdom is over. But in, in essence, what, if you study your history, the capital city was taken without a shot being fired, so to speak, not an arrow flying, not a javelin being thrown, nothing, because it had already been infiltrated in the dark of the night. And when they woke up to the reality of it, their leader was slain. He was off the scene. And a new power had overtaken it. The eagle's wings were plucked. That's what Daniel saw. And all that was left was a lion and a man. Brother Fernando, share with the audience what the President of the United States tweeted out on Christmas Day, would you? Yeah, we were, we were talking about it before the uh, uh, we went on air with the podcast, <laughs> and, and we were just stunned at the finding. Um, did he know what he was tweeting out, the President, when he tweeted out the picture of him walking uh, past the wall and the wall was cast in the shadow of him. The shadow was a lion. Huge lion over this wall. <laughs> and it was yeah. and then and then we, we, we spoke about you asked the question, what's missing? And when, and I answered the wings. Yeah. And and I and then we, we you know, we kinda just <laughs> there was some silence there were like, no way. It, you know, you know, is this is this a a harbinger of sorts? You know, where where you know it's prophetic of what Daniel saw. Understand yeah. when the president tweets, everybody reads it. Yeah, he's talking about millions and millions of people. Yeah, right. Uh, you yeah. know, who 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 knows what he thought it meant? But when we saw it, we're like, my lord, you know. Are we seeing something, a sign here of, of prophetic things being fulfilled? Are we seeing what we're reading in Daniel chapter 7 taking place as the years coming to an end? He tweets this out on Christmas Day, mm-hmm. right, for the world yeah. to see. Mm-hmm. Incredible. And, and, and again, go look it up. If, if, you're, if you're listening... Go look it up. You can't make these things up. This is exactly what he tweeted. It's, it's a huge line. Uh, it's the shadow that's, that he's casting, but it's a line as he's walking proudly, you know, by this wall, you know. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it, it's amazing. Now, here's where we're going to really upset some of you people. <laughs> and... and uh, and so in reviewing this, 
and what Brother Fernando, uh, Brother Fernando, where did you see that tweet, by the way? It was on uh, at Donald Trump, wasn't it, uh, on Twitter? Yeah, um, I don't know his, his username or uh, his uh, account name, but uh, yeah, it's, it's the president's Twitter account. Yeah, the president's yeah. Twitter account, December 25th, he, he tweets this out, this picture of himself. And like Brother Fernando said, it, it's just a lion and a man, just as Daniel described it. And so right. when we first be, when we first began to look at this in light of unfolding 2020 events, our heart was speculating, is what Daniel was seeing was the diminishing of the American empire symbolized by the plucking of the wings, all coming down to one man. But in reconsidering this and, and praying about this for, for a couple of weeks now, uh, and really for a long time, but but, you know, really seeking to understand this. I began to realize that what Daniel is actually describing here is a preparatory uh, advancement of of the wicked one that's coming. The plucking of the of the wings, if it represents the United States of America, we have to remember that what's left over is a lion and a man. And then as he goes on, it's as if the pause button occurs. And he begins to describe a bear, which we'll get into in a second. But I want you to understand what is left here is a man's heart made to stand upon the feet as a man, it says in verse 4, and a man's heart was given to it. And as I began to, to meditate on that, I began to realize that the, the Spirit of God is saying something very interesting here. And and let me, <laughs> I'm holding back here, but let me see how I'm going to put this. Um, first of all, I think this man that we're seeing is the Antichrist. And I'll tell you why. Number one, we know from the book of Jeremiah, when he describes a man's heart, he describes it as desperately wicked. And that's what it says here. A man's heart was given to it. To what? To what was remaining, the lion. There's no more eagle's wings, but now there's a lion, and it's made to stand upon its feet like a man. And when you look up the word, where it's, let me read this to you. It says, it was made to stand upon, uh, oh, wait, it says in verse uh, 4. Can you read that again, Brother Jeremy, verse 4, please? The first, the first was like a lion and had eagle's wings. I beheld till the wings thereof were plucked, and it was lifted up from the earth and made stand upon the feet as a man, and a man's heart was given to it. So what we're quite possibly seeing here is not only the diminishing of the American state, but it's making way now for the morphing of the lion into a man, standing as a man's feet, and a man's heart is given to it, which we know is desperately wicked, according to Jeremiah. I think what we're seeing is that when the eagle wings are plucked, it's now making way for that desperately wicked heart to come on the scene. But it doesn't come on the scene yet. Now wait, 
stay with me. When you look up what Brother Jeremy just read there where it says, it was lifted up from the earth, that word lifted up from the earth comes from the Hebrew word min, M like in Mike, I, N like in Nancy, min. It literally means not lifted up from the earth, but lifted up out of the earth. So what's being said here is once the eagle wings are plucked, which we believe is the diminishing of the American Republic, it makes way for the lion to be morphed into something that comes up out of the earth and and a man's heart being given to it, it becomes a desperately wicked heart. It is a preparatory thing for the coming wicked one, but it sets it in motion. Once the American Great Society is diminished, which we believe is happening right now, what Daniel is seeing is that the lion is going to become a man, and it's going to come up out of the earth. That's what that literally means, which which is the book of Revelation chapter 9, verse 11. Can you read that to us, Brother Jeremy? Yes. And they had a king over them, which is the angel of the bottomless pit, whose name in the Hebrew tongue is Abaddon, but in the Greek tongue hath his name Apollyon. So this is the one that goes into the Antichrist, this ancient spirit, which we've talked at length of before. Those of you who are just joining us, go back and listen to some of our previous podcasts. You'll find it there. What is being told us is that two events take place. The first one is Revelation 9-1. Could you read 9-1 to us, Brother Jeremy? Yes. And the fifth angel sounded, and I saw a star fall from heaven unto the earth, and to him was given the key of the bottomless pit. So he sees a star fall from heaven, which we know is, is Satan himself, and we ain't got time to get into all that. Go listen to our previous podcast. He's given the permission to open the bottomless pit. And from out of the bottomless pit comes one called Abaddon or Apollyon. This is that ancient spirit that will go into a man. He will become the Antichrist. He will become possessed by the Antichrist. And so the symbolism, he will become possessed by Apollyon and become the Antichrist. So the symbolism that Daniel's showing us here is that there must be a removing of the eagle's wings representing the United States of America, it must diminish. What is left is the lion. Using the symbolism in the progression of the verse, then we see that there is a, a, a lion that is left, and suddenly it's made to come up from the earth, lifted up from the earth, and stand on its feet as a man, and given a man's heart, something wicked, a, trans, a transition occurs, and the man's heart is given to it. Comparing Scripture with Scripture, that's Jeremiah's revelation of the, a man's heart is desperately wicked who can know it, right? That's how he describes a man's heart. And so what I think what we're seeing here and what is being revealed by Daniel is when you see the eagle's wings plucked, know that, that preparation now has been, in the spirit, made way for the lion to become a desperately wicked man. It's on its way. Incredible, and and we have to understand that 
what Daniel's writing here is spiritual. Yeah. Okay? He's seen spiritual uh, wickedness in high places, right? We rest not against flesh and blood. He's not talking about a man until a heart of a man is given to him. Mm-hmm. To who? Yeah. That's the question. Who are we? Who's the who? Right? Who, who's 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 the person that is given or allowed access into in, in a heart's man or a, a man's heart uh, to operate in? That's what we're talking about and, here, right? Yeah, and that's. I mean, think about it, bro. I mean, the fact that 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 the man tweets himself. Yeah. Dare we say it? We'll see. Time will tell. That's all I'm going to say for those of you who have ears to hear. Pay attention. Either he takes the form of Belshazzar, who is ushered off the scene, but his his the eagle's wings being plucked are simply declaring that the lion is morphing into a vessel to stand on its feet because it's not a man. It's an ancient spirit. It's the devil. Correct. Correct. Right, but it's the kind of heart that it's given is desperately wicked because he's that wicked one. He's the man devil. That's what we're seeing, and and it doesn't occur until the eagle's wings are plucked. And so what we're being told then is that is that it's over, and 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 it's now a matter of time as it unfolds. But the fact that we're seeing the eagle's it makes sense when the Bible says there shall be many antichrists. Yes. So sir. we always look. We we always look at you know in Scripture in the Book of Revelation, uh, uh, you know, as the antichrist, the possession of one man. You know, uh, the the ultimate Satan man, right? Yeah. But w- we have to understand also that there will be other possessions taking place over powerful leaders. Because the devil does have other powerful uh, spirits, angels, so to speak, fallen angels, under his control and power. So we are going to see a a foreshadow of the Antichrist taking place with other powerful political leaders that are in the world today to bring about this collective – you know, uh, desire for the world for this evil man, the wicked one, right? And we are seeing a foreshadow of that with this, with this, with this uh, uh, lion beast, right? This this ancient spirit who is allowed to house or to be housed in a man, right? That's uh, correct. So, so it's so powerful, and if we if we understand it as we're as as Daniel is describing it, we'll, we'll understand more and more how the enemy is going to work in these last days. Now, now this, is, this is what we're bringing forth here is is yikes! It's 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 very strong right. stuff, you know. But we need well, to we need to at the very least examine it, consider it. There you go. Understand, you know. Hey, scenarios, you know, because, again, the scripture tells us we wrestle not against flesh and blood, 
but against powers and principalities, spiritual wickedness in high places, the rulers of darkness of this world. The devil comes to steal, kill, and destroy. He's not here to play marbles with you. Right. You know, as my dad, my, as my dad says, he, he's yes. here to kill, steal, and destroy. So, yeah, he, can, would he do things like this? Absolutely. Very capable. And he desires yeah. to do it. He desires, he, yeah. he desires to inhabit anyone who will open himself up to him. Incredible. You were going to say, Brother Jeremy? Yeah, and again, uh, Daniel's having this vision at the same time, right, that Babylon finds itself really in the last days of its power, you know? Yeah. It's about yeah. to be destroyed. Mm-hmm. And if you make that parallel, what has happened in the last nine, ten months in America has been a systematic, um, what we find ourselves right now is in a state of what it seems of death. And I compare that to what happened to um, to Egypt, right? How Egypt was destroyed. All these plagues took place in a matter of nine months. At least that's what I, I've read about, you know? The yeah. same thing that has happened here in America, we find ourselves at the doorstep of perhaps no longer being that superpower that we once were. Yeah, and, and, and that's, that's an incredible thing to think about because, you know, if we're looking at, at where the man uh, or, or the event actually takes place, it seems to originate as a result of the plucking of the eagle's wings. And if the eagle's wings represent the United States of America, is it possible that from the very territory where Daniel witnessed the eagle's wings being plucked, that the thing that emerges out of the earth and a, and a man's heart is given to it, empowered by the lion, is actually going to come from the territory of America? We'll see. Mm-hmm. Why else would someone be tweeting images of themselves as a lion? Just out there. It's just out there. It's one or the other. <laughs> he's either the Belshazzar that goes quietly into the night or he's something else. I don't think we do no violence to the word in at least considering these things because it's right, right. there. I mean, I mean, right. we've, set, we've set a case uh, for it. I mean, it's pretty clear. So whether you want to believe it or not, as the listeners, right, uh, right. You, we have a right to at least consider that this could possibly be a scenario or, you know, that this could possibly be it, what we're talking about. Well, we, we know one thing that Paul told uh, the Thessalonican church, Thessalo- the Thessalonians in Thessalonica, is that the wicked one would be revealed. And that, it, and so we know that he's going to be revealed. As much as 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 uh, as John, the apostle at the Last Supper, when Peter said, "Ask the Lord who's going to betray him," the Lord revealed to John who his betrayer, Judas, a type of the Antichrist, that that ultimate wicked one, would be. So we know that it's going to be revealed, and it's quite possible that that's happening right now. If it's not the particular individual, then what we're seeing is the opposite of that. One person is a declaration that he's on the stage. He's coming. There's As we continue in our study today, and we're going to hurry quickly here so we don't overwhelm you too much, we'll pick it up again tomorrow. But we got some things we got to finish saying here. Uh, we'll leave that there. We'll pick it up a little bit more. But, but remember what we said here. He's going to be uh, – he's lifted up from the earth. That literally means he comes up out of the earth. 
He's made to stand upon his feet like a man, and a man's heart was given to it. It speaks of a dual nature. We compared it to Revelation 9-11. It's quite possibly revealing that the beast from the bottomless pit is coming up. Now, I want to point out some things to you. What we read in Revelation chapter 9, verse 1, was that a star fell from heaven and that a key was given to that star to open the bottomless pit. There was a series of events that occurred in the last several days that are just I mean, we're just going to put it out there for campfire fodder, all right? Yeah, sitting around the campfire <laughs> telling scary stories. But listen to this. Uh, what we had on December the 20th was the Great Conjunction. That's the first thing we had, right? And we, we went at length. Go back and listen to our, our podcast on the Great Conjunction of 2020. We had a coming together of Saturn and Jupiter. Saturn is, is the planet that represents the devil. Jupiter is the planet that represents the king planet. So it, it is possible that the heavens that Jesus told us about, that there would be signs in the heavens in the last days, were actually declaring to us that, that that the planet that represents the devil, Saturn, and the king planet, Jupiter, conjoining together, was announcing that 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 the king of darkness is coming, precisely because it conjoined in the constellation of Capricornus, which we laid out a great case for why we studied the Mazarot, the 12 houses in the heavens, that the conjunction occurring there on, De- on December the 20th was announcing in Capricorn, which is the symbol of the goat man, the goat man, Capricornus. Uh, and it has a tail of a fish and the body of a goat and the two horns of a goat. It, it's symbolic of, of that Leviathan goat thing in the heavens. And it's there that the two planets conjoin, announcing quite possibly that the goat man, the Leviathan from the sea, the king of darkness, is being announced as we close out 2020 that he's about to make his appearance. That's the first thing that happened on December the 20th. After that, on December the 23rd, a star fell from heaven. Revelation 9-1. What star are you talking about, Brother Marty? One of the biggest stars, or that's what they would call it, um, a meteorite, really, burned into the the sky, uh, and it was seen all over the world. You can Google it, uh, and it fell in the land of the dragon, China. Yeah. You remember, brothers? Yes. Yeah. December the 23rd. At the same time, two days after that, on December the 25th, we got someone tweeting out pictures of themselves as a man casting the shadow of a ravening lion. Just putting it out there. We're just sitting around the campfire telling scary stories. <laughs> I'm a now. Daniel puts a pause right there, and then he says, "Now look, he's in the wing." And he goes right into the fifth verse. Read verse 5, Brother Jeremy. And behold, another beast, a second, like to a bear. And it raised up itself on one side. And it had three ribs in the mouth of it between the teeth of it. And they said, and they said thus unto it, Arise, devour much flesh. Amen. So what we're seeing here 
it's not necessarily like Brother Fernando said, you know, we got to look at these things spiritually now. What we're seeing here now is that a pause has been put. What has been identified is the plucking of the eagle's wings, the diminishing of the American state. Not its ultimate destruction yet, but the diminishing of its significance as the eagle power. It still remains. And out of that diminishing, what we're being told is something is going to rise up out of the earth, but the lion is still in it, right? So it's it's a roaring lion, so to speak, that's, that remains. It's made to stand up on its feet as a man coming up out of the earth, Revelation 9.11, Revelation 9.1, Revelation 9.4. And then and then it's it's a man's heart that's given to it. It's the announcing of the Antichrist that's yet to come. It's in the works. And the heart that's given to it, as Jeremiah describes it, a man's heart, is desperately wicked. So what's being announced to us is he's here, he's in the wings. When you see the plucking of the eagle's wings, know what it's leading to. And then it's as if the assistance of that happening begins to be revealed as well. Because remember, these are component parts of the system that's being talked about, and they're all converging and flowing together, rising up out of the sea at the same time. So they're working confluently together. And so what we see next is, is he doesn't say it is a bear. He says it's like a bear, another beast, a second like to a bear. So he's alerting us that it has a, the qualities of the bear, which represented the Medo-Persian empire of his time. But really what he's saying is it's like that, but it's not that. It's like it. In other words, what was the characteristic that then uh, begins to flood in after the eagle's wings are, are picked is, is what the characteristic of the ancient Medo-Persian Empire was, which is, 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 the, is, is global law. That's what they were known for. Go back and listen to our series on Daniel chapter 6, when Darius takes power and the different bureaucracies that brought about the persecution of Daniel and the Jewish people. Let's go listen. So what we see then is that it's described this bear as raising up itself on one side. And what that literally means is that, and remember, this is the first year of Belshazzar, right? We, we're likening it to the first year of the Trump administration. And, and listen, this raising up on one side, if you actually look at it, it begins in the first year. Again, remember. So raising up on one side, when you actually get into the actual words there, it indicates that it's a gradual rising. It's not like an instantaneous thing. And remember when the vision occurred was at the beginning. And so we should also see then, if our pattern is holding true, that when the transition took place and the new administration came in and the eagle's wings representing the United States of America, that something gradual began to rise up. It, it would So in other words, it would take a four-year period before it finally reached its culmination. But notice what it has in its mouth. It has three ribs in its mouth, three ribs. And, and, and why this is important is because the ribs that it has in its mouth originate from, from, the, from the lion eagle revelation that he had in the previous verse. Is it possible that these three ribs in the mouth of the global reset bearer, so to speak, 
represent the three branches of government of the United States of America? The judicial branch, the legislative branch, and the executive branch, all in the mouth of the bear. And and it happened gradually because that's how it raises itself up. I find it incredibly fascinating, brothers, that no matter which branch of government has been appealed to after this election of November the 3rd, none of them are functioning as they're supposed to. It's almost as, as if they're being controlled by another power. They are absolutely... Uh, they're absolutely in control of something because whether it's the corrupt, which we've had exposed within the executive branch itself, they call it the deep state that surround the administration's corruption, or whether it's the legislative Congress and the Senate, nothing seems to be happening. No matter which avenue those that are trying to expose what quite possibly is, is, is the stealing of a nation, they're not allowed to, no matter what avenue they take or whether they go to the Supreme Court, the judicial branch. There are three component ribs that make up, if you will, what once was the great eagle. But now they find every single branch within the mouth of this great global reset, as we call it. It culminates as ribs, and they're in the mouth. And and what's being told here is it's between their teeth, and they, they said unto it, Read that to us, Brother Jeremy, where the three start with the three ribs. It had three ribs in its mouth. It had three ribs in the mouth of it between the teeth of it. And they said thus unto it, Arise, devour much flesh. Who's they? Who are the they that are speaking to the bear? I think it's the three ribs in his mouth. Mm-hmm. And if that's the case then what we have is a government that's yielded itself to the bear. And they say, you're not going to get any opposition from us. So go ahead and devour much flesh. What that literally means is uh, to devour means to come upon the scene and arise now. And, and, and go ahead and enact your bear-like qualities throughout the planet because this is a global state we're talking about, or the spirit or one component of the spirit of the beast system that will now be given permission by the three ribs in its mouth mouth to go ahead and do whatever you want to do because we're not going to oppose you. And what's really interesting is how it tells it to do it in the word devour. It means go ahead and come on the scene it's time specific. Go ahead and, and, and move. And then if you get into the roots of the word devour, there's a word in there called akal. It literally means to do it by way of consuming, of burning up, or of pestilence, viruses. And the word flesh literally means generations, kindreds, blood relations, all nations. Again, let's review quickly. We have we have the eagle's wings plucked. We then have a declaration that the plucking of the eagle's wing is the preparatory rising of the one that yet waits in the wings. He still has to allow some systems to occur which are happening quickly. He has 
then given itself over to the characteristic of the bear, and in his mouth are three ribs, and the three ribs say to the bear, go ahead, do what you got to do. We're not going to oppose you. My, my, I don't think you hear what I'm saying. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Listen. All right, let's go quickly here. This bring, are you guys got anything to say? Any speculation on that one? Well, when they try to bring it to when they try to bring the things to the courts concerning the voting, they 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 decided not to, right? That you did part of it, you know. Uh, what about negated? What about that. Congress and the Senate? What about those two? Uh, so there you go. So you see three working in conjunction and, and having no part of it, <laughs> allowing this system or this beast or these to arise, right? And to do what yeah. it has to do. Well, allowing allowing corruption, allowing compromise, allowing deception to take place, you know. Uh, and again, it, it's like you want to go knock on some of their heads, like wake up. But you know, they're they're controlled. There's this, yeah. You yeah. know, it's almost like yeah. they're they're spiritually paralyzed to do any good. Mm-hmm. You know, they, and that's and, that's, and I think that's. No, go ahead, and no, and I think that that what you just said there, I think that that's what we see where it says they said to the bear, they did. They have yielded themselves to it. They're in its teeth, and they're talking to it, yeah. saying, "Go ahead, do what you got to do, do it." And, and and to me, that's always been a, a wonder: the three ribs, right? Um, yes. And the posture of the bear, it's it's something that we've always you know, talked about and, 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 and wonder what, what we do know when it comes to the bear representative of the, of the, the Medes and the Persians was what they were known for their laws that could not be altered. Yes. So it's, it's not, it's not so far fetched that the ribs could, could represent, um, you know, what we're talking about here um, because of, of, of the, the spiritual, uh, uh, connection with the Medes and the Persians that the bear has, um, and so forth and so on. So it's something to, at the very least, consider. We we, we do know, I, I do feel in my heart and in my spirit that that's the next step in all of this. Is the 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 changing of laws, the the changing of the of the constitution. Um, it, it's, it's already been in the works. This is not happening overnight. This is what they have intended to do. Yes. To completely, completely reconstruct the way of, of, of our society, the way we live, our Judeo-Christian values at its yes. core. Mm-hmm. And this is and the only nation that stands in the way from yes. from this being, you know, from this global agenda, you know, coming to fruition and being accomplished. So. Absolutely. That's that's the next step, you know, and we're seeing it. Turn on your television. Turn on the news. Look what what our our Supreme Court judges are doing. Look what Congress is doing. Look what the Senate is doing, you know. So (laughs) it's right in front of us. And look at what the the, – the nuts and bolts or, or, you know, the gears that drive the executive branch. I mean, it's there. It, the, the whole executive wing of, of the government has been infiltrated uh, by bureaucrats that are loyal to anything uh, other than Belshazzar. 
mean, uh, uh, you know, they have actually fought against the executive branch. And so it is as if they are trying every which way they can to undermine, to leak sensitive information. Uh, you know, we've seen this over the last four years. So whether it's just the Senate and the House of Representatives and the judicial branch, or whether it's all three branches of the government in total, either way, what's being said here, they say unto it, have your way. And that's what we have seen being played out as we close out 2020. The Eagle's Wings have been plucked, and the last 12 months have simply been a moving headlong into the direction where all three aspects, the three ribs, are saying to the bear, you will have no opposition from us. As a matter of fact, you're carrying us along. We intend to survive. <laughs> and this is what people have to understand, and, and the church has been deceived all year by this. There's, there's really, really any true conservatives in the Republican Party. You know, really the Republican Party is what the uh, old Democrat Party used to be. Yeah. And the Amen. new Democrat Party, the new Democrat Party is is is, is a very liberal social part, uh, a socialist party, mm -hmm. right? That's what we're seeing yeah. here. There are no true conservatives in 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 the Republican Party. You know, I heard somebody call them what they really are, just establishment Republicans. Yeah. They're really liberals. Yeah. Just as Republicans. Yeah. How do you one know? Go look at their actions. Like you said, you know, they're mm -hmm. they're the ones, you know, high fiving the, the, the Democrats right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, they're they're not backing up our current president. No. Not at all. They're they're saying no. the election is won, the election has been decided, you know, look at look at the Supreme Court judges as well. They're basically saying the same thing. They're speak they're all speaking the same thing. Ask yourself the question why? Yes, mm -hmm. because you're in the mouth of the bear. That's right. why. <laughs> what do you What do you leave the preachers who are turning now on, uh, and now they're on the other side all of a sudden, right? Yeah, it's happening in the church. <laughs> yeah, just 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 even a month ago they were saying no, every you know Trump is going to win, but now they're not. They're 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 conceding defeat and going to the other side, trying to align themselves, and as you just said, Brother Marty. Uh, save themselves, right? <laughs> and yeah. align with, yeah. with the new political. You sent me the article, yeah. uh, you know, of, of, was it Pat Robinson? Pat Robinson. Um, yeah. Pat Robinson. Yeah, who, who, who prophesied that, you know, the president <laughs> was going to win the election a few weeks before, and then now he's changed the tune, and now he's saying it's time for him to concede. You know, and... <laughs> and <laughs> This is one of the right. biggest preachers in America. Flip flop. Yeah, yeah, and he said the Lord told him that, right? That the right. president was going to be elected. So, uh, based on biblical standards, when you say that I say of the Lord, and it don't come to pass, you're a false prophet. A false prophet, correct. So you better stop giving your money to that old seven hundred club. I mean, I used to support right. it for years, but I can't do that no more. This guy's a false prophet. So are all those people from Paula White to, you know, name whichever one you want to name on the President's Evangelical Advisory Board. They got what they wanted. Go do the Google search and see how many of the major churches in this country have received millions and millions. Actually, it's 6 to $10 billion in the COVID relief fund. The government supporting the church. That includes... 
that 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 includes the Houston church where Joe Osteen got about four million <clears throat> of, of yeah. that relief fund. I read that. That's right. Four, I don't know if you guys four read point, it. Yes, four point yeah. four million dollars. Yep. Really? The, the bat, one of uh, one of his biggest advisors, that Robert Jeffries guy from Dallas, got millions of dollars. Paula White got a hundred and fifty thousand. It's probably more than that, but that's that's what I saw on the list. But they all got got checks issued to them. They're on the take. Don't you get how corrupt it is, people? See that that this Daniel this Daniel Church is different. See, they're not part of that. They've come out of that, and they're being shown some things here. That's what Daniel saw. I believe you're going to see what we're talking about here. I know it bears witness with your spirit. Some of you out there, some of you are absolutely confused, but that's okay. You, you, you'll get it. You'll get it. You'll see it. And, and study these things as, we, as we're as we're teaching them by the Spirit. We pray. We're, we're 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 just putting this out here for your consideration. Now listen. This then goes into this, because these are components that that were assisting in the plucking of the wings. That's what Daniel's revealing here, and what the ultimate intent is going to end up being is the bringing forth of the one that's standing on its feet with a desperately wicked heart framed in the lion. And, and, and these other two parts helped and assisted to prepare the way for that one. So we have this three ribs between the teeth, the acquiescence of the American government to a global reset. No opposition. Go ahead and take over the rest of the world with your laws, your QR codes and your vaccination passports, your your draconian imposed super state laws that, that totally restrict the movement of the population of the world unless they come under what you demand that they obey for the very basics of existence, food, clothing, shelter, on and on and on. Go ahead. You have no opposition. There's no one standing in the way anymore. It's over. That's what Daniel's saying. And that is why... He then reveals the final piece. Verse 6. Could you read that, Brother Jeremy? After this, I beheld, and lo, another like a leopard, which had upon the back of it four wings of a fowl. The beast had also four heads, and dominion was given to it. Now, we're going to blow your mind now. (laughs) Uh, Because this is where we're at. This is what's happening. All of it is happening simultaneously now. Once once the bear is allowed to fully take control of the three ribs, the wings have been plucked, laws are going to be imposed, and the teeth behind those laws, so to speak, is this leopard. The leopard is representative of the spirit of, of Greece, which was Alexander the Great. And what its characteristic was and is, and what it was primarily known for, was its imposition of military will, or what we would call in our modern times, the police state, the surveillance state. Remember what Jeremiah said about the leopard? Could you read that in Jeremiah 5 real quick, Brother Jeremy? Because the leopard represents that police state. Jeremiah 5, verse 7. We talked about it in our last broadcast. How shall I pardon thee for this? Thy children have forsaken me and sworn by them that are no gods. When I had fed them to the full, 
they then committed adultery and assembled themselves by troops in the harlot's house. And then verse 6, could you read that to us? I'm sorry. Wherefore a lion out of the forest shall slay them, and a wolf of the evening shall spoil them. A leopard shall watch over their cities. Everyone that goeth out thence shall be torn in pieces, because their transgressions are many, and their backslidings are increased. So Jeremiah reveals the leopard here, and he uses the characteristic as the leopard having the capacity to watch over every city. It's the surveillance state. It's, it's one thing to pass these laws that we were just talking about. It's another thing to have the military and the tracking and surveillance might where every single person can be watched over. And that's what Daniel is revealing here. In the plucking of the eagle's wings, all of these things work together to pluck the eagle's wings. And then what we see here is that what he's saying in verse 6 of Daniel chapter 7 is that the leopard now makes its appearance. And what's interesting is that it has something on its back. It has four wings of a fowl, and then it's described as having four heads, and then it said dominion is given to it. Now let's break this down real quick. What I believe this is, and we're going to close with this. We'll pick it up from here tomorrow. The four wings indicate speed, the ability to hover and fly over. It's the tracking system. We're putting it in modern terms because this vision is for the end of time. And so the descriptive symbolic language quite possibly could be representing the kind of components that are necessary to implement a surveillance state to begin with. You need incredible surveillance power in essence, you need the ability to view the planet from the sky. And the fact that it is four wings indicates that it encompasses the entirety of the planet, <laughs> north, south, east, and west, four, the four cardinal points, and hovering over the planet on the back of the leopard, which is able to watch every city, everywhere. And anyone who comes out will be devoured if they don't have the permission of the surveillance state. So in many ways, it is what we see today. It's the cloud. It's the, it's the connected Internet. It's the global GPS. It's everything. It's the four wings of a fowl on the back of the leopard, the surveillance state. But then what's interesting is it, it then references four heads. The heads emerge out of the body of the leopard. And so bringing it to the 21st century, which is what I believe Daniel is seeing. These four heads are heads that have power to implement the surveillance state. And so how the Lord gave it to me is the four heads are the, <laughs> are the global companies. They are not aligned to anything. They are major corporations. They are big tech. And the characteristics that they have are the ability to surveil the whole world. And I, I did a little research here on the four major corporations that, that actually control the planet. 
and 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 these four heads are Apple, Google, Facebook, and Microsoft. They are driving the entire planet, and they are the ones driving the surveillance state. Now, I'm going to leave that out there for you because some of you can't even possibly comprehend what I just said to you, but that is exactly what we're witnessing here in the third beast is a surveillance state represented by the leopard, something that's able to hover over the whole planet with four wings of a fowl, the four cardinal points of the compass, driven by four particular heads or chief ones. A company is literally how it's said in the Hebrew, a gathering together of four company heads. I believe it's Facebook, Google, Microsoft, and Apple. And these are all the tools that the surveillance state needs to control the whole planet. And they're riding on the back of the leopard. They are the ones that give force to the police state. And we've seen pictures of it coming out of China, right? 1.6 billion or however many people they have. Every single car, every single face. Where do you think they got that technology from? They got it from Apple, from Google from Facebook, and from Microsoft. You can name any four heads you want, but these are the chief four that rule the world right now. And they are creating the platform by which that one that's waiting in the wings, he's going to step onto a well-prepared planet when he takes full control. But it all begins with the plucking of the eagle's wings. Then came the final piece, of verse 6, to just add some weight to my theory here. It says, dominion was given to it. It's not without note, brothers and sisters. <laughs> dominion is the name of the global voting system that appears to be bringing down the eagle's wings, the USA, so to speak where the spirit of Babylon has come to rest. And it has been these four heads, Apple, Google, Facebook, Microsoft, that have driven the false narrative, the censorship, the surveillance state is here, and that is what we're going to emerge into in 2021. Dominion was given to it. Now, you might say, Brother Marty, that is just too funny. I mean, that is just outrageous. Come on, Really? Why is it called dominion? Everything has changed because of dominion. And what hangs in the balance is just that, dominion. Why is it you can't, you can't put an opinion up on Twitter, a global head, if you will, of communication that is, in, that is, a, that is opposite the narrative that they want you to have? They pull you right off. Try and put up a video on on YouTube right now that calls into question what we see transpiring before our eyes as the eagle's wings are being plucked in our time. They pull you right down. Try and post something on your Facebook page that might connect to another article that might have a differing opinion. What happens? You're deplatformed. You're pulled right down. And what about these QR codes, this tracking system? Every call you make, every text you send, every search you make, 
is being quantified, categorized, and, 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 and data is being amassed on every single human being on the face of the earth through your phone. And who's the greatest manufacturer of that phone? Apple. And who ties it all together? Google. Who's implementing all these codes? Microsoft. Four heads, surveillance state, the primary drivers of dominion. Dominion is given to them because they are the ones who bring that final piece together that now clears the stage for the one that's yet to come. And Daniel's vision ends right there. Tomorrow we pick it up in verse 7. He has another night vision. And the proclamation of the fourth beast who will rise. It has its own separate night vision. And the reason that is, is because the book of Revelation predicts that when he finally takes his place, the one called the little horn, he's now given eyes like a man and a mouth speaking great things. It is what the book of Revelation terms as the final three and a half years of human history. That's why the visions are separated. But what we've had revealed here today is a scenario quite possibly in the prophetic scriptures that brings us right to the close of 2020. And 2020 lies ahead. 2021 lies ahead with these very things we've been talking about. Now listen, Daniel's vision ends, like we said, with a new vision. We'll pick that up tomorrow. The fourth kingdom is revealed. And we ask ourselves, why a different night? Because it represents the final three and a half years, as we said, of Revelation chapter 13. It is now that the son of perdition will be revealed. And we will discuss this, <laughs> Lord willing, tomorrow. But I want to close with this verse in Second Timothy chapter 4, verse 17. Can you turn over there, Brother Jeremy? Four seventeen. Yeah. <laughs> Not you guys can you guys can disown me after this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Praise God. Go ahead. Let's finish it up. It says um, <clears throat> Notwithstanding the Lord stood with me and strengthened me, that by me the preaching might be fully known and that all the Gentiles might hear, and I was delivered out of the mouth of the lion. Oh, my. Paul uttered those words just days away from his own glory, as he would be persecuted to the point of death and beheaded by Nero, a foreshadow of the Antichrist. It's very interesting the wording he used there. He said the Lord stood with him, it really harkens back to when Paul saw Timothy and Timothy, I mean, excuse me, Paul saw Stephen on the, on, in the early church and he saw Stephen martyred and the Bible says there that Stephen saw Jesus standing, right? I see the Lord standing on the right hand of the Father, he said. That's the same language Paul is using here. Jesus is standing up. He stood up at the beginning of the early church when Stephen was persecuted by a false compromised church to foreshadow of that ultimate uh, Revelation thirteen eleven system of pseudo-spirituality empowered by the dragon. Looks like a lamb, speaks like a dragon. It will persecute the true church. That's who uh, Stephen was a foreshadow of, and he said, I see the Lord standing. 
Paul at the end of his life up underneath the system of Rome with a foreshadow of the Antichrist Nero himself, Paul writes to his son Timothy and says, uh, the Lord stood with me and strengthened me. Brothers and sisters, we ain't got to be afraid of nothing. He's going to stand with us. It's the church's finest hour, the true church. Daniel was cast into the den of lions. What happened to him? Nothing. God protected him. Now listen. He will deliver us out of the mouth of the lion. Just as Paul said. And I believe that's where we are. All these things that we're saying, I I ask you to pray over this. And we're going to know really quick here, although I think we've laid a pretty good case, um, the, the the next phases that are just ahead. It's quite possible that we already see the bear with the three ribs in his mouth. And we already know the surveillance state is well underway. The phraseology, the symbolism, the, the examples we've given you, whether it's the star falling from heaven or or the uh, the man casting a shadow of a ravening lion on a wall, uh, or whether it's dominion or the four wings of a fowl, or the four heads that dominate a surveillance state, all of that goes so far out there when it comes to traditional eschatology. But I remind you, traditional eschatology, it didn't have an internet. It didn't have a connected world. All it had was all it had known up until that point. And so its doctrine is falling by the wayside. What Daniel saw is quite possibly what we're seeing right now in 2020, actually really 2017 triggered it, and 2020 is closing in on the fulfillment of it. Either way, brothers and sisters, the Lord is coming soon, and that should cause us to rejoice. As the Lord said, I go to my Father, and he said, if you really love me, then you would rejoice, because I go to my Father. Well, we're going to the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit soon. We're going to heaven. Or he's coming to take us home to be with him. Either way, I think it's obvious we've entered into those days. The wise will understand, Daniel was told. The question is, are we wise? Brothers, say something and then close this out, would you? Praise God. Hey, well, I, guess, I, really I, guess, I guess we won't be talking about the Nashville bombing. But uh that's <laughs> <laughs> uh, funny. <laughs> yeah, we'll just leave it there. But um yeah, it's it's uh incredible, incredible finding. Um something to at the very least consider. Um, because you know you may say, well, it doesn't line up with Scripture. Okay. Um, it is happening. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It is happening. So either way, we we have to uh, deal with what's going on. Um, but, again, is Daniel revealing to us what's taking place? And if he is, and if we believe it, then we ought to take comfort. Because God is the one who's speaking to us, right? And powerful yeah. scripture concerning the Apostle Paul, you know, that the Lord delivered him from the mouth of a lion. Mm-hmm. Praise God. This is an ancient spirit, an ancient spirit. 
that has always come against the child of God. But the lions became pillows for Daniel. Amen. <laughs> and the lion and Paul's day only propelled him to preach the gospel to the whole world. Praise God. And he will do the same for us. He'll keep us with the mouth of the lion. Amen. 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 I really hope our listening audience stays with us this week. And I, and I believe God is going to be speaking and more powerful things are going to be said in this week as we go into 2021. And uh, we pray that you have enjoyed and have at least will be able to consider the things that we have put out to you uh, in this hour, in this study of the word. So be with us tomorrow as we continue in our journey Meanwhile, may the Lord bless you, may the Lord keep you, and as always, keep looking up.